Hi everyone, so this is Hospitech and Wow podcast. My name is Norbert Ebeling and for the second episode our guest is Ms. Sylvia Bada. She is the chief concierge at Aria Hotel in Budapest and Hungary. This is the best hotel currently rating on TripAdvisor. So we'll be uh, having a discussion with her today. Hi Sylvia, thank you very much for accepting my invitation. Hi Norbert, I'm glad to be here. I'm also very glad that you are here, looking forward to the discussion. So, let us just start with, uh, I know that you've been working in hospitality with luxury hotels for quite a while. Uh, can you just tell us about how did you get into to hotel business? Was it always the one we wanted to do? Very good question. Actually, I started studying um, accounting after college because I was really good at math but that uh, that was the time when I figured out that this is something I don't want to do for the future because I, it turned out that I love traveling and I wanted to travel as much as I could so for a whole year I ended up becoming a flight attendant and I flew mm-hmm. as much as I could and I traveled to places I still wanted to visit um, so my flight tickets were pretty much uh, free or nothing. And then when I wanted to go back and be grounded and work somewhere permanently on the ground, I figured out at least if the cost of my traveling is not free, at least my accommodation should be free. Um, so what happened, it was in 2005 when I became really motivated to try to study again. And in 2005, Katrina, the, the, the probably one of the largest hurricanes, uh, hit New Orleans. And I worked for one summer as a student in New Orleans in one tiny hotel. And I made so many friends, and one of them just called me back. Hey, Sylvia, if you want to come back to New Orleans, right now, um, the, the universities give out a lot of scholarships because they lost so many students during the hurricane. A year later, they, they wanted to attract students to come back. And that's what happened. I, I applied for a master's um, degree or scholarship um, to study at the University of New Orleans. And my major was uh, hotel management. And I got in. I pretty much didn't have to pay anything for my master's. And I flew to New Orleans and I moved there for one and a half years to complete the program. But luckily, after graduation, many, many large hotel chains visited us and they tried to attract the, the students with the fresh diplomas to work for them. And uh, this is how I ended up working for the Ritz Carlton right after I graduated from University of New Orleans. And I have to say, I am very grateful to this brand today because I learned everything I use um, in my daily job. Um, Instill today what I learned at Ritz Carlton and they, they put a huge emphasis on educating their employees and and to teach how to be humble and really provide probably the highest guest service or customer experience. Yeah, so I think Ritz is really a a cult itself. So I heard 
from from my other friends as well who work there that it's it's really some place you if you're in hospitality you might might want to work for for them. Right. But yeah, it was quite adventurous as I see you. I didn't know you. You also been a flight attendant. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's also exciting. And then you started already as as what is your position now in concierge or you had some other I, I tried out many, many positions at the Ritz Carlton or in a large hotel because I wanted to figure out what's my passion, what I really want to do most. And I figured out that much that I love working with people. I love just being in touch daily with guests. And I wanted to stay in front of the house, though I tried out a sales coordinator position as well, and I was pretty much stuck behind the computer the whole day. Yeah. And even if I did outstanding job, the client sent me an email saying thank you, but to me it still wasn't the same when I see it in person on somebody's face, smiling, I agree. saying thank you. Um, so after being a sales coordinator, I worked with groups. In the Ritz Carlton, we had many, many groups in that particular hotel in New Orleans. And they had a quotation, um, they named it Ritz, um, it was group, probably group concierge. So I was the person connecting the groups uh, on property. So it wasn't the salesperson anymore, but at by the time the group arrived to the property, I was their main contact to, to make sure that the, the big convention or the big event went well. And uh, the way I ended up being a concierge, at the Ritz Carlton, we still had a position called club concierge. It was, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with having a, an executive lounge or a yeah, sort of, yeah. And I worked there for 10 years, I loved it. But many times I had to help out the main concierge desk at the reception desk, and that's how I was pulled in becoming the concierge. And this is my final destination, so I'm old enough to know that I want to come into work being happy and motivated every day, and being a concierge is my dream job. That's great. So you basically found really what you were looking for. Uh, also, there is one concept I found that the, the concierge is, is a role which is still quite misunderstood, even within the industry. So can you describe how, how your day looks like or what is it you really do or focusing on during the day? Mm-hmm. Well, the property I work at is very particular because it's a tiny boutique hotel and we only have 49 rooms. So I pretty much try to get to know every single guest by name and build a personal relationship with them. So by the time they leave, they leave with a particular memory or I try to get to know their maybe family members or their background history and we chit chat about personal questions or things as well. Uh, my day looks like usually I'm in a morning shift my the concierge office is a tiny comfy nook with uh, beautiful armchairs um, set up and i my desk over is overlooking at our main lobby the we call it the courtyard and this is where the breakfast takes place as well our guests get complimentary breakfast and nearby they get seated or they probably wait for their breakfast to be ready I usually approach them, I go to the desk, whether whether they met me or not. If not, I introduce myself that I'm a concierge on duty and I just wanted to find out whether 
uh, they are happy, how they heard about the hotel, whether we are meeting their expectations, or many times people just fill out their negative experiences only if you ask them. So I need a lot of um, complaint guests as well, and I end up handling them. But the, the main point of chit-chatting with them during breakfast, meanwhile they are waiting for the order, um, to tell them that I'm available, I'm there to provide information about the city or just uh, book anything, or if they just want to plan their stay. And after breakfast, they all end up coming to my desk, or I chit chat with them. If I send them, let's say, to a restaurant the night before, how was I follow up with them? So this way, they'll build the, the relationship. And, um, and also, um, yeah, if they have. Complaints I handle that, but this is how the breakfast starts. And after the breakfast ends, uh, I follow up with them, and then finally during the day, I keep yeah, I keep organizing things. Yeah. So basically, based on what you've been talking with the guests, also for the evening. So really, you are the person who are who are there for them during their their stay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And. About the you mentioned guest experience, of course, this is this is also what it is about. Um, you talk with guests, you if they were unhappy, try to find out uh, what was it and, and fix uh, right away before or um, not meaning for them to, to have to tell you but already asked. So what would you say what are the, the key elements or basics uh, to keep a guest satisfied to provide memorable? experience during their stay. Hmm. The I know probably there is not much. I mean, there are no certain things, but there are maybe some which can be. There are, and two things which came to my mind would be something I learned at the Ritz Carton. One is try to exceed their expectations, and the second one is fulfill unexpected wishes. Um, so if you if you know many times before we before the guests arrive to the, yes. our property we correspond previously yes. we have a policy to email to try to reach them three days prior to their arrival so we try to get in touch with them many times by the time I address them in person during breakfast. They say, ah, you are still uh, finally we get to meet you. Thank you for booking this and that in advance. But the same thing if they, uh, if in between a correspondence they will mention that uh, they prefer red wine or they have, they, they, there is always some information they will spill out unintentionally. Yeah. I will try to use it and make sure that if they get an inhumanity for free or for the arrival, they will get something they like. Okay. And mm-hmm. this is something I think it's I'm trying to satisfy them in a way they haven't even asked for. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really true. And, it's, and as you said, that they, they tell you unintentionally. So we, from, the, from the communication prior to the arrival, you also get to know things. And what, yeah, yeah. What, even that, or when you talk to them at breakfast. Yeah, and one more thing, when you turn a situation around, like having unhappy guests, when you compensate them after listening to them, um, also to create a satisfied guest is to find out 
what makes them happy to serve, like during satisfaction. Like some guests, if they don't like red wine and you send up a bottle of red wine, it's not really the key to turn their experience around. So I've chit-chatted them and I also always find out what would make them happy instead of just sending something out or, or turning something into a complimentary present. I, I try to send or, or give them something if they want one night off and I will talk to the manager to, to make sure that they feel like their money was worth it and that they would return it. So they, my main goal is that they leave with a warm feeling in their heart that it brought them up down and they're staying. Nice. I think that that could be everyone's goal, I think, in a hotel. It's, yeah. it's really, really important. Yeah. Um, you mentioned also that you've been working in the, in the US, in USA. Um, what do you think, or how did you find, is there any differences between in terms of providing this experience, and if you are back, back to, to Hungary or in the USA, is there any difficult things that might differ? Yes, there is a huge difference. I lived in the US almost for 10 years, and after moving back, not just in the hospitality industry, but anywhere, just going into store and getting or experiencing guest service, um, showed me a huge difference. There is a, there is a different mindset among Hungarians. They, they haven't learned as much as the Americans uh, did about guests providing excellent guest service and just going into, um, I don't know, cell phone store um, or a regular store, products and items will be exchanged for free. In Hungary, you don't get that. And, um, how they teach the Americans providing guest services really um, commission probably commission focus so they, they, they know if they work hard and they're kind to the guests they will get uh, huge tips and in Hungary unfortunately this humble mindset is not present everywhere um, Hungarian service providers many times are rude and, uh, and, and this is something we have to work on and we change it in the entire hospitality industry. And the other problem is that um, Hungarian wages and the, the pays are much less, so Hungarians are not as motivated either to provide outstanding guest service. There's no motivation. Uh, we have many, many programs to motivate employees. We could earn Ritz Carlton dollars, which were fake money, and we could get free massages. So the more times our names were mentioned in guest reviews, uh, the more we got rewarded from our bosses. It could be either money or just services, or we could buy Ritz Carlton logo items. But I have never experienced this in Hungary yet. Unfortunately, Hungarians don't uh, invest enough into employee motivation, and this is we have to work on. Yeah. Because happy, happy employees means happy guests, and and really the Hungarians haven't really figured it out yet. Because the more happy the employees are, it will come through their behavior and their uh, ways of handling the guests. And in 
worry what comes through with the VR I'm happy and the next year that too many times time of this is home like that too if I'm a guest in a Hungarian uh, restaurant or whatnot. Yeah, so I think these are very very interesting points of view. Yes, I I I experienced very similar things. I I worked in Thailand and Asia and when they say that in Thailand it's the land of smiles and such and, and that one really comes in how they provide hospitality. So yes. I think some signs I can see are also here at home, but as you, as you said, have to have to put more focus on, on this on this topic. Yeah. Um, talked about guests already, how you provide or how you like to provide this experience. Did you have any any request from guests which was like impossible or something which is really outstanding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can think of many. A few would be, let's say, ordering um, a hot air balloon ride in a short time or during Formula, Formula One race, our guests wanted to take a helicopter ride to the Formula One. And, and we made this happen and I, I felt so accomplished. I, it was a really good feeling, but my, one of my most recent memories, which gave me hard time, was uh, trying to find uh, a broken air um, breast pump piece for the guest. So basically it was an for a, for a mom, mom was yes. feeding okay. her baby at home in the U.S., but she was on a business trip in Hungary, and she had an American breast pump, which wasn't really in the shops in Hungary, and, and she said she couldn't survive without this for two weeks, and, and that was super difficult, but with the help of some professionals and many, many calls, we found something which substituted the broken piece, but... It was super hard because it was out of office hours, so the stores were closed, but we worked it out and, and I felt very, very happy because the lady turned into a beast after after this happened. That she figured out that her restaurant was working hungry because um, she plugged it in and the fuse obviously has different um, I don't know yes. how to say different yeah. power uh, yeah. power in it and it, it broke her breastbone. The American one. Yeah. 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 Well, it's <laughs> some of them are really, really funny and expected, but it also shows that it's really not many things which are which are impossible. You just want have to have the mindset to really, really want to do make it, it happen. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. And currently now, hopefully, we are going more out than in the crisis. What do you think? Will this change, or how will this change uh, the guest experience, or how hotels can provide guest experience successfully? Well, it's a good question, but if you ask me, I'm still very, very optimistic, and I feel like we all need personal interactions even in the future. I personally prefer to talk to a real person when it comes to just handling my own problems versus just calling in and being aggravated um, when the phone cuts off or whatever. Um, so going back to the question, I think 
one day we will go back to where we used to be, that people were stuck onto the concierge desk, they will need the personal interaction, they will need to see pictures and, and personal experiences from the concierge. Um, maybe we will use a little bit more digitalized work. So we will, like right now at my desk, I, I already use an, um, an iPad to show pictures because we use less and less brochures. We try to go paper free pretty much. Um, and yeah, using masks will be different in the future. But I, if you ask me, I think we will, like I would like to, not, not just as a concierge from the work point of view, but as a guest as well, if I'm a guest, I would still like to live my life as normal where we ever used to be a thing and people still have the desire to go back where we used to be. They want to live without fear and talk to each other. So what I, I say, I hope that we'll go back to where we used to be better. And I agree. I think it's it's important we, we remain optimistic. Obviously, there will be some some changes, especially the first times when we when we go back to operation. And you also mentioned technology, like there are. I think um, this is one of the other topic I like to read about and, and, and talk about that I think it's not just with because of the virus, but also anyway, uh, technology is coming up also in hospitality. Um, so do you think this can actually uh, benefit the, the guest experience in, in short term or long term? The advanced technology. Yes, like I'm, I'm thinking about not just, uh, not just those what we have. You mentioned uh, using iPads, but but really uh, touchless uh, um, experience by the guests. Just have their key on their phone. They mm -hmm. don't really have to uh, interact that much, especially until um, everything goes back to normal. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, well, I can only talk about my example, and my hotel is a small one, boutique hotel, and usually guests come, come to our property to be taken care of and be pampered, and really, they, they want to feel that um, our eyes are on them and we want to know more about them. I feel like in our hotel, the personal interaction won't really change much. Though we already had uh, for a while in our rooms uh, handy phones, which are free phones for the guests and they could yeah. make free phone calls with them and also it had free data on it so they could use Google Maps in case they were lost and they had recommendations about certain places they could visit and they could read more about them. So I saw the advantage of these phones being in the room used by some of the guests. But still, we have a lot of, um, especially American elderly couples who didn't want to use uh, and learn a brand new phone or a handy to take with them. Also, just advanced technology among our young guests, it was really much needed to communicate with them via WhatsApp, text messages, iPhone message, whatever. And I, and I had to step up and I really used our work phones for Text the guests that yes, your reservation went through. In an hour, you can pick up your car rental or whatnot. So they were out and about um, 
shopping and instead of calling them, they wanted to get the messages. So we had now WhatsApp on our work phone and uh, many times we sent messages and mm, yeah, there is a need for that just as the world improves as well technologically, especially the younger generation, they, they need um, to be in touch via phone as well as messages. And I know that Four Seasons have even a, a special uh, platform for getting messages or they can ask the concierge about certain questions and the message needs, needs to be responded in 30 seconds. And it's a special, it's almost like a Facebook message. And, uh, and yeah. they said there was a need for that too. Yes, I, I also believe that uh, uh, I, I also like technology part, and I believe that uh, it might be um, becoming uh, more accepted, and, and hotels will start using it faster than we accept, or um, we, we would say for now. Uh, but yes, I think the main uh, item in it is communication again. Uh, such as you said, I believe that there will be even new chains who will be using mobile keys and these kind of things, just as you said. Um, but again, in hotels such as big brands, and not just big brands, also smaller hotels, I think personal communication is also one of the, um, the leading thing which, which has to remain. So let's see, let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, we talked about really quite a lot of things, and um, what would you say, or what would you suggest for, for those who like to start their career in hospitality? Any uh, anything you would think make their job easier, or or they can use during their work and, and stay in hotels? Mm -hmm. Probably number one would be to start learning languages as young as, as you can, um, especially English, like I'm talking about if it's an advice for Hungarians, English is uh, mandatory in the hospitality business. This is now uh, the language every traveler uses and to get to probably proficiency level because the better you speak English, uh, the better experience uh, you can provide or service you can provide. Number two, start traveling as young as you can to have an open mind for for different habits and uh, different um, ideas or different complaints because every nation will have different cultural background and you have to experience it by yourself to be more accepting. Because some of my co-workers I can see who have not traveled as much. Uh, they are not as polite with certain cultures or they get upset and they will just say no instead of uh, understanding that they are behaving this way because they were trained in Hungary or they weren't raised in, in the US and they would eat their ex differently or whatever. These two are Thing uh, I think are essential uh, for becoming a hospitality worker in the future. But besides that, if you have a mindset that you like to be among people, 
this is the profession for you. But if you are an introverted person and you don't like to be among people, probably we'll still get upset if um, a guest will ask a silly question from you. So be open-minded. And if you see on yourself the signs that you like traveling, you like among, like chit-chatting with people and you have a lot of friends, then uh, this is the profession for you because the whole idea about working in a hotel or hospitality industry is to make people happy and to listen to people and, uh, and if you want to satisfy people and be humble then, then these are the steps you have to follow. Oh great, and you, you summed it up very well. Great, so Sylvie, thank you. Thank you very much for, for having me chat with me today. I, think I really enjoyed it. I really hope that our audience will do. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure.